Today we draw to the end of the Christmas season. Two points I've been pondering through preparation this week for this homily. Point number one, why is it that the baptism of the Lord ends the Christmas season? And point number two, if Jesus was without sin, why would he go into the waters of baptism? Into the waters of the Jordan? If you were asked these two questions by somebody who's seeking out Christianity, how would you answer them? It would be a great opportunity to evangelize, to be able to share the faith. But let's look at these two questions one more time to help us to understand how this applies to our own very lives. The first question was, why is it that the baptism of the Lord ends the Christmas season? I think it's interesting because if we look at this, why the church does this, it helps us to see a pattern that you and I are called to live in our own lives. The basic manger message started with three people, four including you and me, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, where the faith is meant to be received as a family, where the faith is meant to be lived as a family. And once the family gets it, what happens? We start to see that circle expand to the angels who came to sing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of goodwill. And all of a sudden we have this group of people as the circle even gets bigger who are not Jewish. They're not Christian. They don't know Mary and Joseph. They bring the herds, the shepherds with the sheep to come because the angel had sent them. Last week, we heard that the circle is even getting bigger. As we had wise men who traveled months and days through mountains, through deserts, through hills and valleys, on camels and dromedaries. These people have never heard of anything Christianity. They were not Jews. But they came to lay under the authority of the newborn king. Why does this Christmas season end with the Feast of the Baptism? Because today the manger is meant to be our heart. As it's expanded and gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, it includes you and me. And that's why Christianity is not complete until the manger enters our hearts and that happens in the waters of baptism. That which is inside Christ's child in Bethlehem on Christmas morning gets inside our own hearts. When Mary held her little child, the baby, the Son of God, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords for the first time. She held a baby full of eternal life. She held that baby. That man who entered the waters today to be baptized by John the Baptist is the same man who's full of eternal life. What he is by nature 
We are by grace and adoption through the waters of baptism, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's why he claims his part of his family, of the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is manifested for us today for the very first time. Who was there? I imagine Mary was there. John the Baptist was there. They saw the Trinity, the Holy Family, the dynamic family that never sins, that is complete happiness, joy, and love. All in Jesus. And the voice of the Father of Heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, through the power of the Holy Spirit, descending upon Him like a dove. The Trinity, our family, is meant to dwell within our hearts. And if we're living in a state of grace, in communion with God, that power that is there in Jesus in the manger is enfleshed in our hearts. And Jesus, that's why today he entered the waters to answer our second question, to sanctify the waters, to make them holy, so that we can follow him, be claimed by him, and remain in him. So what are we looking for to be a part of God's family? The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. This is a question that gets asked to parents at the very beginning of baptism. What are you asking of the church? And there are four possible answers we can get. One of them is eternal life. Imagine next time you walk into Hugo's and somebody comes and asks you, Sir, what are you looking for? And you answer, eternal life. What would the response be of the store clerk? Because that should be what every human heart is seeking. Eternal life, a part of the Trinity that dwells within us. So why are then the sacraments so profound. Every time we enter a sacrament, whether it's baptism for the first time, we become a child of God. Whether it's a reconciliation room, whether it's the Holy Eucharist, we are receiving eternal life. And that's why we are called to prepare our hearts to celebrate the life that God wants to communicate to you and me. Well then, why would the church have the commandments and the precepts and the morals that God gives us for guidance and direction? It teaches us how to live in relationship with the Trinity. How to keep that eternal life so that our hearts are always in a disposition to be in a relationship to receive eternal life in the sacraments. Today, I am afraid there are many people who are walking, who come to communion, who have not prepared their hearts, who are not in a disposition to receive, simply because sin empties the cup, empties the heart, kicks God out of the heart, until we repent. And that's why John the Baptist had the message, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight 
the ways and the valleys of our own heart. And that's why our God is so good. Not because we are good. Not because we deserve it. Because He shares eternal life with each one of us. He is good because He offers eternal life to those that want to live in that relationship. To those that repent. To those that receive Him and put the precious blood on their lips and carry His body and blood in their hearts. And that's why the goal of the Christian life is to remain in Him. If I were to ask you today to list the most important and meaningful dates in your life, what dates and names of activities would you give me? I would dare to say most people would give me their birthday. If you're married, maybe an anniversary day. If you graduated from high school, you may give me a year you graduated. My question is, would baptism be one of these dates? Can you tell me the day, the month, and the year of your baptism? That date is more profound than your birthday. Because that's the day you were claimed as a family member of God. Many will say baptism is important, but they will say it's not a life-changing event for them. To be part of the Holy Family, the Holy Trinity, is essential because that child is full of wisdom. That child in a manger is full of knowledge and understanding. That child wants to get inside of us. And that only happens by baptism. November 6, 1974, at Our Lady of Mount Carmel, parish in Balta, North Dakota, Father Felix Hummer, through the power of the Holy Spirit, put God in my heart. That's the greatest day. Not my birthday when I entered the world. Because that's the day God claimed me for heaven. And that's why parents and godparents, on the day of your baptism, you're asked to keep that flame of faith alive in the hearts of those you sponsor. What's interesting is every parent and godparent says, yes, we will. But today in America, 30%, 30% come to the altar. 30% worship on Sunday morning. Where are the other 70%? How do we repent? How do we help them to understand that Christ wants to live inside of them and that is lost through one mortal sin? How do we help them to understand that Christ came so that we could call God our Father? How do we help them to understand that the Holy Spirit is present and powerful as Titus reminds us today that baptism is necessary. So why did Jesus need to be baptized? He did to fulfill all righteousness. To sanctify the waters. In fact, today he goes to the lowest place in the world. The Dead Sea. It doesn't get any lower than that area where he's baptized on the north side of the Dead Sea in the Jordan River. He goes to the lowest point in the world 
to bring everything back to the Father. As creation was meant to be from the very beginning where there's order, there's structure, there's harmony, and that we live in unity and in peace. That's why Jesus today's words, the Father that he hears from the Father, need to be your words. You are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter. Do we believe that? Jesus is pleased with every person who is baptized. Why? Because he looks into his heart and what does he see? The Trinity. If the Trinity is present, he is pleased. But whether you love Jesus or not, is not going to depend on his love for you. You can have the worst day in the world. He loves you. You can have the worst day of sinning in the world. He loves you. You can be close to him in the Holy Eucharist. He loves you. His love shows no partiality. What are you looking for as we go through life? Our one answer should be eternal life in union with the Trinity, made possible by today's feast day. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Amen.